Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And I brought the topic today. <laughs> you did. But before we get into it, I just wanted to share like a, a silly reflection. Like I've had a couple of weeks, maybe a month where I just felt like things were, you know, very much like not going my way. The pottery was drying weirdly and cracking or I was trying out new things and they weren't working. The stuff I was sewing and experimenting with wasn't coming out the way I wanted to. And then like the past few days, this might also be because yesterday and today were like the first actually sunny days after a long time of rain and gray. And I'm like, oh, it's summer. But like, you know, I felt like, ooh, like this thing that I'm I'm doing, it's coming out right. And I finished a, you know, a, a knitting project. Do you ever have those like very, very clear shifts? Like you can, you can almost like pinpoint to the hour when you went from everything I make is bad to yay. Oh, absolutely. I was even like in my stories on Instagram. I'm like, everything sucks today. You know, like it was just there are certain <laughs> days that things are just bad. And it's almost like you can't make your brain and your hands meet like they just they're disconnected and you can't get it to to function. And then, you know, two days later, it all just starts clicking again. Like today I'm having such a good day. I am soldering on jump rings like a beast and not totally wrecking all of my solder which is super (laughs) it's a big thing for me which I usually take forever to do that because I end up wrecking all the little nuanced things that I spent so much time doing by putting on like the little details and then it all falls apart and I do it again so it it is it there is like a shift I don't know some days you're just in the zone the zone is a real thing oh definitely I think it is also like not to, I'm going to touch all the wood I have around me, but, you know, like we we try to keep the thingy off off our podcast. But, you know, like things are starting to sort of maybe look hopeful, mm. you know, like my age group is coming up in in the vaccine lists, which makes me feel like I'm getting drafted, you know, for like on the TV. Like I'm birthdays. full vax, baby. Woo. I'm even two weeks post. So I'm like all the way like. You're just Solid. licking signposts. Yeah, <laughs> licking everything, as they say, um, as the kids say. As the kids say. But you know what I mean? Like, things are starting to sort of look hopeful. And I think maybe because the, the knitting project that I finished, I think I told you about this, that that when we went to Bletchley Park, where they cracked a ton of codes in the Second World War outside London, I took a picture of a bunch of, of knitted. I, I took pictures of a bunch of knits. And one of them was a cardigan. That I just I was like I want to recreate this because some of them were maybe a bit too ambitious. Like I'll get to them later. But this one cardigan with this really nice sort of structural pattern, and I got a friend who's a, a yarn dyer, like a professional yarn dyer. I got her to like match a Pantone card. I was like, this is the color I want because I wanted it to look the same. And it's this gorgeous yarn. I finished it. Uh, I just need to sew on the pockets and the buttons, but I need to wash it first. And I think because I've been joking that like I want to go back to Bletchley to take like to take a project picture of myself in the cardigan next to the Bletchley cardigan. And I think it's probably a good thing that like I've been doing this kind of slowly parallel to other things because finishing it when there is like an imaginable future where I can travel to London and Bletchley is like sort of, you know, visible at the end of the tunnel, Mm -hmm. right? Like if I'd finished this in, if I'd made this and finished this in December, it might've been depressing to be like, well, all right, this isn't going to Bletchley anytime soon. So I think 
it's probably also like a confluation of a lot of factors at once, like sun and my sewing machine being friendly and things drying better because something weather climate. I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about that weird shift of I can't do anything right to, hey, this is kind of nice. Yeah, it's totally real. Yeah. And like you say, if it's environmental or not, like those factors that sometimes you don't know why everything's going wrong. And then it's like when you bake, you try and bake in like high humidity and everything is just Mm -hmm. sweating and terrible. But then you can bake in like low humidity and cool temperatures and everything comes out beautiful. You know, sometimes it's not your fault, but it does still feel like your fault. And sometimes you don't like you might not know that if you bake at high altitude, you need to just the recipe. So it's still not your fault, Mm -hmm. but you can't figure out why things aren't going right when you're using the same recipe you've always used. I'm kind of hungry. All right. (laughs) Today's today's topic is what's in a name? Would Tiff by any other name, etc. There can be so many stupid jokes in this episode. So you wanted to talk about naming things. And when you brought this up for a second, I was like, Ooh, did I did I name the last episode badly? Because I am still a tiny, tiny scared child at heart. No, uh, but you want to talk about like naming things. So what what do you mean by that? So as I go through my own art journey, as I've discussed on this show, because it's all for for the pod, um, I've come to name many different projects and things and like potential businesses, comic strips, art things, Instagram accounts. Like, I feel like I'm constantly trying to name things. And I thought that it would be a good discussion to test talk with you about the idea of naming things, because there are so many different ways to think about naming something. You know, you can name something in a punny way. You can name something in a serious, meaningful, wispy, chuggy way. <laughs> Sorry. We were just talking about chuggy earlier, so it's on my brain. Um, it's a, it's an adjective the kids are using to mean uh, what, what the olds would call basic. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you don't, you want your name to be special and interesting and meaningful or for anything, really. You know, you just want it to be good. You want it to be either audience attractive or eye catching or, uh, or ear catching, I guess. But oh yeah, or eye catching if you're writing it. You know, you want a name to look good in a logo. Is it your name? You know, do you just use your name? Are you known by one thing, but you want to change over what you're known for? And does that then in- intentionally fracture your audience? potentially. So there's like all of these loaded questions when it comes to thinking about like naming something. Do you even need to name something? If you are just making stuff, do you need to name it at all? I have um, my brother's girlfriend. She started making all these aprons and she wanted to have like a name for the aprons because she wanted to put like a little label in and, and feel like ownership to it. And all of her friends were all asking, oh, oh can you make me one? I'll buy one for from you. I'll do this. So all of a sudden, even though it's a hobby, it kind of needs a name or does it need a name? You know, it, aprons by Beth, you know, like it, it. But that sounds a little basic, you know, like so where this is the whole uh, wait, wait. This is the whole um, overreaching idea of, you know, what's in a name. So we should totally discuss. That's a really interesting example, actually, I think, because, you know, if she's just making them basically like making them for friends and like not a huge sort of operation or, or a large scale, then you might 
you might think like, well, I just want to put like a little, you know, like handmade with love by Beth or whatever, because like it'll remind your friends and it's a nice little thing. But if you think you might in the future want to sell them, well, then maybe you should right off the bat make labels that say, you know, Beth's Kitchen Buddies or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but but do you want the official labels going in your handmade with love for a friend aprons, right? Because like, th- there is like you were saying, like the the things are kind of like more real or official when they have a name, like if a certain type of thing you make, if you joke about like, I joke that my tentacle mugs are suction cups, because I think that's really funny. Um, <laughs> I never heard you say that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, or, or um, if your little cartoon is dot tiff and that's both the name of sort of the cartoon and also the character who also is the car- you know what i mean and like then what happens when your name is taken online in a, in places like then you have to mm-hmm. be like oh i can't have the instagram account because someone else has that and it's just like <laughs> but that's the name of my thing and and you could also think about this whole um naming thing is like you can get stuck in like the creative mud of trying to name something before you've even made the thing, you know, like, so you get caught just up and say like, that. Yeah. Right. Like I need to name this before I make stuff. You're, you're already at your, like, what is the name that's going to be on the walls at like the art gallery? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many people get stuck into, into that quagmire of I need a name before I can start my project because without the name, then I would just be like coasting and then I won't name it properly and then it will be disjointed and I can name it this thing first, like a, um, you know, like a secret project name and then change it later. But then I don't feel really connected to it. There's so <laughs> many different crazy ways to think about naming. And something that I was thinking about, too, is what I've sort of jotted down in the notes as quote unquote mental names like so like the sort of temporary names that you have for something when you're working on it so like this cardigan that I just finished if I was going to call it something I mean I probably would just call it the Bletchley cardigan but say that I was going to you know make a pattern it might be called something else for copyright reasons or artistic reasons but in my head as I'm working on it it's the Bletchley cardigan or like you know if it's inspired by a tv show you might just think of it has sort of like a category like a temporary little post-it with a name that you would refer to it in your head or to someone else like if if you wanted to talk about okay it's hard when when the glass stuff you make is mostly figurative because it's like well it's the the hearts it's the it's the whale but like your paintings you might think of something as like the summer holiday painting because you worked on it over the summer when you had time off. But then when you finish it, it might have still like sort of an unofficial name, but that name might be more related to the subject of the painting. Or you might give it like a proper name, the thing that would be on the little label next to it in the art gallery. You know what I mean? I love when when people name things like their unnamed number something, because a lot of the times they're just like unnamed, you know, art pieces. But when somebody keeps track of like, this is unnamed number 376. And I'm like, just do something. It's like starting up a new city in SimCity. New city. <laughs> new city too. <laughs> do you, or naming files where you're like, final, 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 final. Oh uh, my gosh, I have so many of those. <laughs> I have so many of those. 
All of my Photoshop files are that. Do you have sort of like the mental post-it names for projects as you're going through them or as you're planning them? Like that that aren't real names? Um, no, but what really brought me to this topic was I feel like as we've gone, we we, we know each other now, right? Pretty well. And I think our <laughs> audience knows us pretty well. Um, I'm the type of person that starts a thousand different projects, you know, and has a thousand different things. And so it's like, I'm trying to figure out, all right, all right, all right, just uh, hard facts here. Where I came up with this topic was I am now selling glass stuff out in the world. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to be having um, a like little art sale in June. So I'm excited to be uh, doing that with the community. And I was thinking, I I was like, I know she could be there too. Uh, But I was thinking on the internet, I'm known by my name, Tiff Arment. No problem. Like, you know, but then I was like, art by Tiff. I don't know. It just sounds kind of cheesy, right? Like it just feels cheesy. And I'm thinking like in the community, your name isn't super memorable to just rando people who are coming up to an art sale. A -hmm. company name with a fun little name is easy to remember. Like, the person on island that does mosaics is, you know, dune dune grass mosaics. I can remember that, mm-hmm. right? Like, even if I don't directly remember that the woman who makes them is named Wendy, which I know because she's going to be making us a beautiful mosaic. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, do I need to name my glass company something? Even though it's not really a company, I am selling stuff. Like, do I need to name this? And I, I'm like, I already have a name, like, for my comic, which I then changed, like, I changed girl with the blue heart to like diary.tiff because it was easier. I was like, wanted to move away from that because I wanted to do just black and white. And so like, why would I have a a blue heart name if everything's black and white? (laughs) So like, this is what I mean. Like, I'm so fragmented into a thousand different like TIFF pieces all over the place. And what I like, how to make that congruent like and it's fun naming things like it's fun my etsy shop has like a weird name my you know various things like my secret writing account has like a weird name that no one knows about don't even ask me i'm never gonna tell you um it's just like (laughs) so i was thinking of like fun class names because i don't want a basic name i don't want something that just like is like a, a pub off somewhere with like two words put together which is like now the new hipster way of naming things you know like uh uh cup and saucer like or or rock and field (laughs) you have like both like the best and worst name for a glass artist i know because like (laughs) tiffany but like if i were to google tiffany glass art do that Nope, nope. You would not be on the first page of results. And then I was thinking, oh, I could be like funny and be like Tiff Glass. But then that's still like, it doesn't really sound great. Anyway, I had a whole bunch of names. I did pick a name. I have a new Instagram account. So uh, do you want to do you want to know what it is? Yes, please. It's it's kind of funny, which I like to try and be a little bit funny. And when I told Marco, he laughed. And if I can make Marco laugh, then I feel like I've won. (laughs) It's called Girl with the Great Glass. I I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I like a little bit dumb. And I thought it was pretty memorable for those of the people who get the the pun on the glass ass 
end of it here. And I have a, like a peach as my a logo I've been drawing. Like I've been trying to work on that. <laughs> like this glass looking peach. Have you made a glass peach? I it's it's pending. I'm I made the pattern for it. I'm like may I'm I'm all in on this. That feels like, you know, the very sort of like you would hang that as your like logo at at an art fair. No, cuz yep. I I I completely agree cuz what I think is also hard is cuz I I kind of feel like you're going to stick with glass for not just the foreseeable but the long future. Like we've talked about you found your thing, but that's another thing that can be hard if you're like, okay, so what if you want to sell anything else at you know, an art fair, or if you find something else that you also love, like, should you, like you were saying, should you name it something that works for other things too? Because I, I thought about that when I, when I started my, like, just my freelance company that I have to have to be able to, to invoice, it's called ballistics with an X because my last name in Swedish can mean like a shot, like a shot fired. So I'm like, ha, it's a pun, and it has an X in it, which automatically makes it cooler, right? Yeah, um, of course. And I specifically, like, A, because my dad is also or was a journalist, and his company was named, you know, S. Scott Productions. I'm like, I can't name it anything close to that, and I also don't want it because his is also text productions. And I'm like, I don't want to lock myself into that because I do different things. I don't just write. I do TV and stuff. That name... I could have used that name for the ceramics when I like branched out into that because like it would just be like ballistics, the ceramics, which is kind of hard to say, come to think of it. But I wanted something else, both actually like intentionally to distance myself from it a little bit to like sort of separate these two personas, but also just like to make it like that has a different sort of personality or vibe than this company that I don't really care about the name of. You know, that Mm -hmm. is just like something that I just wanted to register so that people can find my website or not even that. Just to like, I have a name at the top of my invoices. And like, so my ceramics, I haven't registered that name as a separate business. I just have like, you know, the website and the accounts and it's semi-cool ceramics, as listeners may remember. And that was just because I... I like semicolons. I have a tattoo of a semicolon. I use it between my initials as my maker's mark on my pottery. And I was like, hey, semicolon, semi-cool, that's kind of funny. I did not think of the of the Pokemon Tentacool, who is an octopus, which is extra funny as a like, little extra <laughs> silly pun in there. But it's also funny because it's, it's a, like a little jokingly self-deprecating, like these are kind of cool, you know? And Actually, some people are like, but these are really cool. And I'm like, yes, it's a name. It, it's not that deep. I like your name. I like semi-cool <laughs> ceramics. Again, it's memorable. Like, I totally it's, remember it's it. An alliter- it's an alliteration. It's like has lots of nice swoops. in Because the- that's another mm-hmm. thing to think about sometimes. Like, Oh, I thought of it. That's why it's like girl with the great glass. How can you make, you know, what's called a um, a word mark, like a way to write your mm-hmm business name or your name that's like recognizable in and of itself do you want it to feel swoopy do you want it to feel like can you design in a way that's not romantic will it fit on a t-shirt you know like see there's so many things in a name to think of like this is why i'm just like (laughs) spiraling in this big name tornado like it's it's crazy do you do you generally name art pieces like when when you have paintings no i don't name my paintings Because they're mostly like, it'll be like something I feel like painting. Like painting, 
I've come to catalog painting in a place that is like just mine. And I think that that's why I was always struggling in like the idea of producing enough to sell and, you know, the just doing something on like rocks or something like doodling on on that. That's fine. I don't really name those. Those are just like off, go off and be sold. But like painting paintings, that stuff's like for me, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I think that that's why like glass stuff, the comic, like that kind of idea for a business, my photography business, right? Like that was just my name. And I've had a couple people come up to me um, in town asking about like prints of even like the photos that I post on Instagram. So like, that would be another thing. But do I sell that at fairs? Do I make print? Like, how is this all happen together when you have like a thousand <laughs> different things that you do, but you want to kind of focus on one? But I don't I don't know. But and, and oh, oh, another thing that makes this more complicated. You'll be so proud of me. I'm very proud of me. That's why I'm going to make you be proud of me. I went to (laughs) one of the stores in town and asked them about how it works to like sell stuff in their store. Like, so that was a big thing. So I'm thinking like, if I have a few pieces hanging in a store that like, I don't know the right buying words for it. Like it's not on commission, but it's on, they, they will buy the piece and then add a markup and sell it. Right. Well, they just buy it from you. That's just like wholesale, basically. Wholesale. Okay, yeah. So doing something like that in a local store, and they want to make sure that it was exclusive to just them, and I don't sell to like all the stores, but whatever. The idea of like having even like one or two of my pieces hanging around in a store with like, a tag be on a card it, at the yeah. Like, I can't just say like Tiff Arment. I don't know. Like, it just didn't seem. I felt like it needed like a little weird name to get remembered a little bit more Mm -hmm. if it's just floating around in a store and some random person ends up buying it who I have no idea who they are. I have no contact with them. I have no face to face moment. This is totally like a my piece is out in the world now getting sold by someone else. And I think that that's really what sent me over the edge of you need to name this besides like art by tiff right like it needs to be a little bit more (laughs) so i i have one of the og tags of like the infancy of your (laughs) (laughs) yeah like my baby tag (laughs) so how does it pausing on the name how does it feel to like have a store be like yes we will pay you for this and yes we think it will sell to someone else it was it was a total random moment because i just kind of went in there looking around with a friend and I just decided to ask because the vibe in the store was very similar to some of my glass pieces. And I was like, oh, my stuff would look really cool in here. And they were explaining to me these like artisan stamps that, you know, the buyer in the store, she had uh, the owner of the store. She had like bought from this artist and they do this and they she was just explaining the whole process of these stamps. And I was like, oh, this store is selling stuff from people who like not just companies, (laughs) right? So I was like, oh, maybe I can have an edge. So I very bumbly tried to like figure out how to discuss this with her. I'm like, I have no idea how this works. I don't know any of the terms. I don't know any of the words. Tell me what I would need to do. I showed her some pictures of my stuff and she's like, this would be great in here. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I forgot the question because I was telling you how it all happened because it was super like a bumbly very heady moment where I'm just like, I don't well, know what's happening. Sometimes that's good because you you couldn't psych yourself up about it. Right. It just kind of happened. And I said these things and they said these things to me. And it's just like now it's just kind of out there in this ether and nothing is concrete or solid. It's just kind of like a ethereal idea. But um, 
it feels pretty good. Yeah, the question was, how does it feel? <laughs> it feels good. Like, again, they want to give you money for it because, part two, they think they can get money from someone else for it. Like, that is cool. Oh, it's super cool, especially because it's like, it feels great that it's something I made. I feel like I have skill when I'm making it. I feel like it's very much all me down to the patterns that I'm making because I'm making this thing start to finish. And like I said before, with, with finally finding a, a craft that I feel like I can easily part with the things that I make, as opposed to a painting that I'm like super emotionally invested in and I don't feel right selling it to someone, especially because I don't think the skill level is there that someone would want to actually buy it, even though people have, it's still a strange <laughs> thing. So I guess this whole idea of making something that I can easily see being sold as a business warrants the idea of now it needs a name. Mm -hmm. And it feels good. It feels exciting. But then it's also scary. It's like, oh, gosh, did I name it the wrong thing? If I tell people the name and they don't laugh and they're like, uh, and I'm like, oh, no, now it's, ooh, it was well, supposed I think to be funny. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's kind of like with, with that story that like, you just need to like, just decide, mm -hmm. just be like, all right, this is, this is it. Because it's so easy to just like, try to perfection yourself into a corner and be like it has to be awesome in all the ways and you're never gonna get there because you will always think of of something else and I actually think like yes girl with the great glass it's really fun to say I mean it is like kind of a well this is just glass but when that name is established you could have names that aren't punny in the same way but are like a pun on that established name like girl with the great rocks girl with the great whatever you know oh yeah and well i also have a girl right like dot tiff is mm -hmm. like my little mascot girl and that's kind of where i thought of it because all right for feminist moment i hate when people call women girls but yet mm -hmm. i name all my stuff girl <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how i i could you know have semi-cool embroidery or whatever at yeah. a craft fair if i just felt like it and semi-cool embroidery doesn't really make as much sense but if i already have like the established sort of brand name or artist name of semi-cool ceramics then it's like a little funny asterisk of like also not to say that you should start doing other uh other art to sell that's not what i mean but like there's still no no i totally get it and that actually that's really an encouraging point and this is why I talk to you about things, because it, it is exactly like it can translate into other things more easily. And it is more of like a slogan than a name because it's so long. Um, but Actually, it would be really funny if you named them Rocks Next to the Great Glass. <laughs> 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 Sorry, the, this is just my, my head spinning. But, you know, it is it is really, really hard because, you know, the joke of what's in a name is super important because you know like if if you're not a huge brand maybe you don't have to you know be like is this a dirty word in another language will this rhyme with something bad like if you're naming a kid but you still want it to feel like yes this says something about me but it also like i i'm pretty sure that it will evoke that thing in the person who sees it and then all the other stuff, like, will it fit on a business card? Can I stamp it on something? Can I, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's yeah, hard. Naming things is naming things is so tricky. And then you have to buy the domain. You have to make sure that it's not used other places. So, like, that's another thing to consider. If you're doing anything online, you have to make sure that, you know, you're not, you know, girl with the great glass one, two, three. 
<laughs> I, I will say, though, depending on, I'm not exactly sure how different structures work in different parts of the world, but I will say that if I was going to do it over, I might try to think of a name that was more general for my like business business, like business entity. Because now when people use the Swedish version of sort of business Venmo, it says like paying to ballistics and they're like is this right so i've had to add that to like the instructions on my little price card so that people aren't worried that they've entered the number wrong right yeah because i've never heard of your like business business name before and if that showed up on an invoice i would have been like what is this Is this the right thing yeah because because it doesn't it doesn't matter like it's basically just a placeholder yeah it's an umbrella of for everything else. Well, also like before the pottery, I like I don't consider myself a business person. I'm not an entrepreneur. It was just like this is the only way to freelance in mm-hmm. Sweden. You have to have a business entity to be the thing that pay- things are paid to, right? Otherwise, I wouldn't have had a business before now. And I'm really glad I did because I think it would have been really scary to like take that step of like, oh, I'm going to start a proper business to sell my ceramics. But I – the the rules of like, it's not incorporation, but like mean that you have, your business has to have like certain codes for what kind of business it does. And fortunately, journalism and art fall under the same code. So I didn't have to like re-register and add it to, (laughs) this is all very boring. Uh, So I have a question for you. Your knitting now, does that have its own name? Because I don't think I don't, I know if it does. Because you also wrote a book about knitting. I wrote a book about knitting. Which I cannot read because it's in Swedish. It is. <laughs> I still, in theory, will translate it at some point, maybe. No, I, that was just, you know, under my own name. And okay. I have friends who have, like, separate knitting Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've thought about that, but I'm like, oh, the effort. That's another thing. Like, yeah, segmenting everything into a different Instagram account. So if someone's looking for you, they don't, they type in the right thing and can find it, right? Like, yeah. And like, there are absolutely points to that. For some people, it's about like privacy. They want their own account to be private, but then they also want to share their sewing or knitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some, it's just like, well, half of my friends would block me if I posted all the knitting pictures I want to post. And the other half wants to see all those knitting pictures. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it it, it would probably just be like something along the lines of Julia Knits or uh, Julia's Textiles or whatever would be available on Instagram. Because Semi-Cool has its own, it has its own Instagram account. Yes. And I haven't posted there since April of last year for very obvious reasons, because I was too sick to do anything and it got depressing. I should just post something there and not be like, well, it has to be a big thing when I come back. You don't. Because it is, it's like, no, the the idea of, of separating with different names, with different Instagram accounts, or just even different websites it is like fracturing your audience each time you do it, mm-hmm. right? Like if you have a main audience like we do through, you know, podcasting and being people of the internet, it's like every time you send people off to another location, it's going to be less every single time. And like gathering up an audience again, it's like starting, Mark always calls it be like playing on hard mode because <laughs> you're starting from like this nothing place. Yes, you can like send some followers over to there to get more people seeing your stuff, but not everyone's going to go, you know, like it's it's always going to be fractured off as opposed to like using your main account to promote things, um, which you can, you know, you can like start shuffling people yeah. around, but it's still less like it's still always. And it's be hard less. because you have to you have to kind of make the decision of like, OK, is my presence online? Is it me 
or is it my art? Because mm-hmm. like in in is it me? Then you have all the other stuff too. Like maybe you know your dogs, your art, whatever. So like, I could have a separate account for that, but I would feel then that like, well, if there's any point to that, I have to get you know decent pictures of the things and like try to interact with other accounts and build up. And it, it's possible that if I actually focused on that for a different account. I could build a following there because there is a huge sewing community, but then you also have to like, all right, well then I have to do the effort. And I think both you and I do everything quote unquote wrong on the internet because we're like, I want to be all the things I want to do different things. And I want, you know, to reach different audiences. And sometimes that works really well. And other times you're just, you, you, you know, you overload and burn out. But I think with, with like, with the art part, (laughs) art part, with the art part of it, it can be good to have a good name, but I think you maybe sh- like I think you probably shouldn't. The generic you shouldn't overthink it. It's better to just get started because you can change a name. It might be a hassle, and I think also with you know a lot of times nowadays people just click through. They might not even necessarily remember what the name is, mm-hmm. and I think I think there's like a weird. This just occurred to me that there's two, like, if you think about, like, three sort of periods of artistship once you start stumbling, like, right in the beginning, when you're, like, super small, the people who buy your stuff might remember your name because, like, oh, you know, this is her first art fair, she's brand new, she lives on this island, and then you're, like, just your plotty, everyday, established-ish artist, and then it doesn't really matter who you are, and then you make it big, and then it, again people will know the name of the artist. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because in the beginning, you're like, oh, she's this tiny, you know, uh, this is one of only 15 pieces that she's ever sold. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, names. Names. Names are weird. See, this topic is bigger than it feels. Like, it feels like, oh, we're just going to talk about naming some stuff. And now it's like, it's everywhere. What, it's everywhere. what would your name have been uh, if it hadn't been Tiffany? Do you know? Uh, when you were a baby. It would. Well, my my name is Tiffany because my parents collected depression glass. They were like depression glass collectors. Like that was their thing. Mm-hmm. They'd go to antique shows and stuff together. So that's why they actually did name me after Tiffany Glass. Uh, my boy name would have been Brandon. <laughs> is, is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah. No, I'm just thinking like, you know, who would you have been if you had been, well, a Brandy then, I guess. Or like Brandy. I was almost. Well, the girl version of Brandon. Oh, well. uh, or if I had been Sonia, which was a name that was on on the docket. Or if my middle name, Elizabeth, had been my first name, which my mom wanted. But, you know, like, would I, would I have been a different person? It's kind of the same. Like, okay, so if, if your glass business had been named uh, Tiff Stuff, what would that, that's, you know? That's, that's a crappy name. <laughs> it is. Uh, bad Sorry. example. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what... Half of it is, yes, it would make a difference because like it, it says something. And then on the other hand, you're like, but is that is that the main point? Like if someone takes my business card, is the main thing that the name is cool or is the main thing the picture of the amazing glass that is also on the card, you know? I mean, I think about when I, I was trolling through like other glass makers, like what they call their businesses, and none of them are funny. And so I was like, I want to be funny, one, like number <laughs> one, or at least try to. I'll be funny to like, you know, a percentage of people, and that's enough for me. And I guess like, you know, most of it, when you're thinking about naming stuff, like it's just, I appreciate a business when they make me remember their name. 
You know, like yeah. when I say like, that's a cool name. I like I like that moment. I feel more connected that like either the name is a punny name or it's like an inside reference of something. It's just like I feel good when I connect with a business's name, even if it's like I'm walking around a fair and I see someone making something and I look at their business card and, you know, it's or their sign that they have up and it's a cool name. Like it's something memorable. And I'll walk through life kind of remembering that for a while. And I want to be one of those people. So to me, a name does stand out because I tend to notice good names. And Mm -hmm. but on the flip side of that, bad names or I guess nothing's really a bad name, just like a forgettable name or a mediocre name or just like, you know, using your own name plus art or makes or, you know, whatever you want to add to it, the adjective or verb. It's uh, it's just neutral. It's not Mm -hmm. actively bad it's just a little bit more forgettable and i stress myself out and wanting to have a cool name that even like just a handful of people walk by and they're like that's awesome so i guess that's where like this does stress me out but on the worst thing you know like if it flops it's just kind of a neutral name like you're saying like how you know how different could anything be you're still making the same stuff and if if we're being cynical, it's like if it flops or if you, you know, feel like, oh, no, I don't want to associate with this anymore. It's not connected to your name, your name. Yeah. You yep. can just like, I mean, maybe not scrub the Internet, but if people Google you, it's not going to be like, oh, right, that's still there. That's still a thing. I mean, and who doesn't want to be known as having a great glass? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think you'll get a peach tattoo? Oh, uh, hmm, probably not. Because I don't want it to be that permanent, but I will certainly be making a bunch of peach glass, <laughs> like little peaches. And next time we can meet up at the Atlanta Pen Show, we will get all the peach merch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Georgia style. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I I am, as always, you know, curious what the listeners think, but I'm curious not just about like naming businesses. I'm curious about people who make the kind of art pieces that maybe have names that aren't the kind of decorative or useful things that you and I make that maybe mm-hmm. aren't as prone to naming. So I'm really curious with people who do give things, either a descriptive name, you know, like Bird at Sunset, 2004, mixed media, uh, or if it's poetic names or like you were saying, like reference names. I would love uh, if you wanted to tell us about that because I think that stuff's also very cool. Like I will say like, Deciding on the names, like the titles of my two books, that is because you can't change that. Like you can change the name of your blog. You can change the name of, you know, but this thing, like it will be on the front forever and ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will be like on your Wikipedia, like all of that stuff. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, and you could so easily pick things that don't age well. I mean, I'm already a little bit nervous about like, you know, making an ass reference, but uh, that's me. I'm kind of a broad so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah like yeah like uh, for some reason in sweden almost all hair salons have really silly punny names oh like curl up and die Uh, (laughs) yes exactly uh and i just i love that i love silly punny names anyway yeah send us drop us an email or talk to us on social media i'm super curious yeah i want to know all about everyone else's names i'm very i'm very curious you're naming philosophies. I also, when you're naming something, just for like a very end tip before I, I read us our, you know, ending spiel, um, 
I try so hard to have like an original name. And as we know, like so many things are like, there are so few original ideas out there or original puns. Like it's so tricky to put the blinders on and and find a name that feels really genuine and personal and and you when you're naming something that is as personal as something that you make or a company that you have or a piece that you've produced. And it's really that's really hard because there's so much influence out there everywhere and finding the purity in something that that feels, you know, unequivocally you is a tricky thing to do. Yeah. So anyway, you can go and find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do and we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to tell us about your Wait, names, that is, that's funny because so many people have to put pod at the end of their podcast names to be able to register the socials, right? Yeah. I mean, pods another although some people hate the word pod, but I, I I think I'm kind of in that camp, but it's sh- we won't talk about that anyway. So if you want to go and tell us, yeah, I'm, your- I'm more okay with it at the end of names because then it's more just like uh, I had this is better than it's a one, qualifier, two, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you want to go and tell us about your names of your art pieces, the names of your businesses, the names that you give your pets, um, or to just say hi, you can email us at makedupot at gmail.com. And you can find us individually at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. And we will be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do and name some things. And pun. <laughs> <laughs>